0: Well, hey, hey there, happy innovators. How are you all doing? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that things are going good for you. And uh, what we're going to do today is another album description. This time I'm going to talk a little bit about the Pipe Choir album, Asgons, and uh, the Pipe Choir Asgons project. You know, at the time that I started to work on the songs for Pipe Choir escons. a lot of things were happening simultaneously for me. I had just come off the Guinness World Record thing with PC3. I had um, released records for Pipe Choir, PC1 Division, PC1 Wilderness, Um, I had kind of established, you know, a small but uh, noticeable foothold, you know, with the pipe choir music and stuff. I'd kind of started to make a little bit of a mark, and I had purchased a lot of new equipment. Um, I had moved into a much larger, uh, you know, much more advanced, a little more sophisticated studio. Um, you know, everything I had been doing all along, but it just had all of a sudden grown into something a little bit bigger, okay, which by my standards, our pipe choir standards, you know, it's not much, okay, but to me it was like substantial growth and change, and having worked on the PC-3 music for so long and having it take up so much of my attention and so much of my time, I was really ready to kind of get into a new Pipe Choir album. And that's when I sat down to start putting together a new Pipe Choir record. So I decided that what I should probably do, since I had kind of established Pipe Choir PC-1 and PC3 and I also had started to podcast and I had uh, started to do this like poetry art thing that I called the interesting actual which at the time I was really hot on I thought it was fantastic and a lot of fun to do so what I decided I would do for the entire year of 2017 okay each month of the year I would release a new song so I would make like an interesting actual like poetry version or uh, coming up with themes that would be echoed in the music. I would do an interesting actual at the first week of the month. So the first song on the album was Through the Storm. Okay. Day number one, January 1st or whatever it was, 2017, I released an interesting actual called Through the Storm. The next week, I would release the PC-1 version of the song, Through the Storm. The third week, I would release the Pipe Choir version of the song, Through the Storm. And then the final week of each month, I would release PC-3, Through the Storm. So it's a little bit complicated. And even still, like even now, it's a little bit hard to describe. But what it meant was, within one year, I would technically be releasing not only a Pipe Choir album, but a PC-1 album and a PC-3 album. Actually, three PC-3 albums because the songs were so long in duration. And uh, I would also release instrumental versions of all that music as well. So the net result was like at the end of the year 2017 my audience would have this massive abundance of like new music not just pc3 and not just pipe choir but like a lot of pipe choir pc1 and pc3 you know again like illustrating the idea of the difference between these three monikers i was releasing my music under but also too you know it would serve the audience who are waiting for me to make new music or whatever, that small group of people, the happy innovators, you know, the ones who were tuning in and had discovered what I was doing, you know, I gave them a whole year's worth of just so much music, you know, and uh, and I did, I did it, but I gotta tell you, at the end of that year, I was ready to just like stop, like I needed to stop, it was like too much, it consumed. Every minute of my life for the whole year of 2017, it was crazy, and uh, I knew that it was going to be difficult when I started. You know, it's a lot of music and a lot of ideas, you know, but um, I had no idea exactly how hard it would be. And uh, I've told people I know, and I've even said it in podcasts. I think like I'll I'll never do that again. I mean, it was just so much work and I think that ultimately at the end of the day a lot of the work really kind of suffered because I was like burning out and I was like hurrying and trying to get the deadlines met and all that stuff it was a huge mistake I think in that regard but like I said the net result was a lot of new music and a lot of Creative Commons music you know it's all free for people to use. Now, unfortunately, I never had the chance to make a hard copy you know, CD for the Pipe Choir Eskons album. Uh, so I don't have any real kind of compact disc package to describe to you here. But what I can do uh, is explain to you the image that I was using. Um, I guess it would be considered the cover art for the Pipe Choir Eskons album. Um, and it's a statue uh, that is in a cemetery in Cleveland, Ohio. It's a cemetery called Lakeview Cemetery. And uh, the statue is the Hazrat Angel. That's H A S R O T, the Hazrat Angel. It's a famous statue in that cemetery because it's, I guess, believed by people to be like haunted, you know? Um, so it was uh, an image that I had seen a lot, you know, growing up. Uh, people would have pictures of it or, you know, stuff like that. It was just um, like a like a fabled statue in the cemetery. And uh, if you look at the face of the statue, it looks like just uh, like the way that the statue is patinaed. You know, from the elements like rain and snow. It looks like the statue is crying. I think that's why people consider it to be so strange. But um, I decided that I was going to use that statue, but I would switch out the face on the statue with Astra, the avatar that I use for Pipe Choir. And I did it like really, really quick. And I thought that it was funny. You know, it was never meant to be like uh, permanent cover art or anything, but uh, I started to use it and, uh, you know, (laughs) that's what you got in that picture. So I guess that's the cover art. It's the Hazrat Angel from Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, unfortunately, I never made a hard copy CD version of this album and I would like to think that in the future that will eventually happen, like you'll be able to buy a compact disc, you know, a hard copy plastic disc of Pipe Choir uh, escons. And, um, you know, I should say, too, before we get into the music here, uh, I should mention that at the time I started to work on the Pipe Choir Escons music, my friend, from the past, from like maybe 20 or, man, maybe even 30 years ago now. At that time, she had kind of reemerged in my life. And uh, she was a very close friend. Her name was Brenda. And truth be told, like if there was ever going to be anybody that I would have married or something other than my wife, it would have been her maybe. And uh, we were really great friends for a really long time. And, uh, you know, we loved each other. We cared about each other. And uh, just for one reason or another, we had lost contact. You know, I moved away from Ohio, and her life went one way, my life went another. But then in 2017, uh, late 2016, early 2017, uh, this friend of mine, Brenda, and I started to reconnect. And it was really, really great to talk to her again and a lot of the music i think was kind of like informed by her coming back into my life there were a lot of things about this album that i associate with her maybe not directly maybe more indirectly but nevertheless you know her being in my life again at this time Um, had a lot of impact on what I was creating and my motivation. And it was really kind of nice to just talk to her again, you know, become friends again. And um, unfortunately, you know, not too long after that, Brenda, this friend of mine, uh, passed away. So she's not around anymore anymore. And, um, oh, that's a whole long sorted story and it's sad and I'm not going to get into it here, but I do think that it's important to mention her here. You know, she had a lot of impact on what was happening in my life, in my recording studio. You know, she was very knowledgeable of music. That's really what we had in common. Um, so it was just, uh, like in many ways, this album was her album in a lot of ways. So anyway, without further ado, we'll just go right ahead and get into the music. So here we go. Pipe Choir, Eskons, circa 2017. Now, the the title Eskons, that title came from... A comment that somebody had made on my song, Reach Out, Return to Me. And uh, they had misspelled the word SONGS, and it said ESGONS, you know? And I saw that, and I, I don't know why, but it just stuck with me, you know? It stayed in my head, like, this misspelling of the word SONGS. And uh, it just became a thing. (laughs) So, kind of like my sense of humor, I guess, that no one would ever get, but that's what it is. It's misspelling, technically, of the word songs. And uh, I remember writing this song. I was working on this song when my sister died was working on it and writing it and producing it, you know, and, uh, you know, I burned a copy on the compact disc of the idea, the state that it was in, and it went with me to Cleveland for my sister's funeral, and when I came home, I finished the song, so it's interesting uh, that it brings me back to that time, you know, these, these albums, these songs, they're all like a, almost like a scrapbook of memories, that, the things that come back to my mind, and I associate the recording of this song, this version of the song, with my sister's funeral. Um, just like all the experiences that came with it, you know, this song kind of reminds me of them. You know, seeing my family, you know, going out to dinner with everybody after the funeral. Talking and spending time with these people that I hadn't seen in a long time. And this music was in my car, you right? know, it was like it was what I was listening to. This song in Sheep. kind of uh the music anyway is really kind of an interpolation of the song Uh, it's my favorite christmas carol it's called oh holy night i think it's the best christmas song ever and if i ever do you know a cover song or like a christmas song uh, oh holy night would be one of them but the, the music for this song through the storm is like a interpolation of those same chords from that song you can hear it especially in the chorus oh, it's talking about so much heavy stuff here little vocal effect keep them over here that's from that movie um, The Fly it's the final scene of the original version of The Fly I was watching that movie when I was working on this and I copped like that voice from the little fly guy going help me (laughs) I threw that in there Mm, on waves of sorrow yeah People don't really understand what I'm talking about, probably. No A politician is no Trust magician. Where Trust where your heart flows on waves of, waves of sorrow. Of Our Lady of Sorrows. That's what I'm talking about. I'll let you Google it. Yeah, I'm always kind of singing about that, you know, moving on. To a better life, you know, it's a reoccurring theme in a lot of my songs, because that was like my reality, it was like really what was happening in my life, and it was an act of will, you know, I really had to want a new life, and had to work for a new life, and my wife and I were both doing that, still are. like trust where your heart flows like trust where your emotions go as you're shown what is happening as you see what is happening trust your the the feeling you get your instincts waves of sorrow the idea of uh, being shown you know once again being shown where I'm at and what's happening trusting where my thoughts, my feelings about what I was seeing, what was happening, you know, through the cold years to a warmer life. I mean, it's like so basically, you know, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Those little beeps and beep, beep, bam, bam, you know, that's all those little sounds I make on the guitar, you know, keep them in. Every once in a while, I'll bump the guitar, and it'll make a funny noise, and I, I will have recorded it, to ignite and I'll go back light. later and hear it, and go, ooh, I like that, and I'll <laughs> loop it through the whole song. That's what that is.
1: To Ignite,
0: to, ignite light. to Light, which, you know, leads you right into the next song. That was kind of like the introduction to what you're about to hear, but this is really where the album begins, okay, with Ignite to Light. Oh, I had this idea for so long. I had written it. I don't even know when I wrote it. It was so old. I had this guitar riff, oh, since 1995, I think. I wrote it uh, in Attic Studio. I had this place I was living in Cleveland. And uh, it was one of those riffs where I, when I wrote it, I just kind of knew... Like, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do. (laughs) You know, like, this is how I've always wanted the guitar to be, you know. Oh, this riff is so old, and when it kicks in, of course, my wife's voice, going, S, guns. That's my wife. I forget it's her sometimes. Like heaven, it's like electricity. That was big, you know. And you know what's funny is, I had like a, with this this chord progression, I had written like two different songs with the same chord progression. I and mean, that's how old this guitar line is. I wrote two different songs over this music, and one song was called uh, Light to Light, like L-I-T-E-2, the number two, Light, like person to person or soul to soul, that was the idea, and then I also wrote a song called Ignite, and then somewhere in the process of putting together the recording you're hearing right now, it had occurred to me that I had written two different songs over the same music. So what I decided to do was mash them together into one song called Ignite to Light. I thought that was clever. This recording isn't perfect to me, but like the song is represented well. And my wife, it, like this is her favorite song I have. She listens to this song. Maybe because it's you know, kind of like about her. It's really a love song to her. But I think she just kind of likes the way it just sounds. Oh, I've had enough of half light Wishes. That line, I've had that for so long. I throw them all away. But I see you shine. All set up a lot of ambition in the vocals here not bad, it's not bad throw them all the way and that explodes I love that riff love it For so long. It's like a hammer on for all you guitar players out there. Nice, nice notes. You can still find the version of Light to Light, I think. I, I released it on the internet, so it's out there somewhere. A lot of the times with ideas, especially like this one, there's a lot of like experimentation and trial and error, and uh, I was really trying on this one, I can tell. A lot of work went into this recording, but, you know, it's still for, as good as it is and, you know, it's adequate, I still hear the shortcomings, I can't help it. This might be a song like that I take another swing at in the future. I can see myself doing that. Just a, one of those songs that a lot of people like. You know, a lot of people have told me that they really like this song a lot. They listen to it a lot. Riff is pipe wire. That's yeah, this is Love in a Perfect really kind of uh, an idea that I was inspired by the Mission K song they have where they do a part that's similar to this yeah. and they know Now what you offer me with us eternally, of love, and that word love, love, I throw them all away, can you imagine this song why? Wow. It wasn't the first album like this, but it's the first album in its entirety where I actually had purchased a bass guitar and I was playing bass guitar on all of these songs for the first time that happened. You know, with the previous records I had released, some of them were done with this new bass guitar that I had bought, but this whole album. First album of mine where there's an electric bass guitar through the whole album, and a lot of these songs uh, were written at the same time, not consecutively. Oh, this part! Don't throw it all away. This part is so old. I have been carrying the song in my head and decades you know it was so great to have it here and you know, listen to it. I'm trying to find my guitar sounds too still doing that even today I can hear it in the sun oh, I was drowning not waving that's from a poem I think by a woman named Stevie Smith you saving me? Why are you silent? Why aren't you saving me? And a little bit over the top like emotionally, but I can attest to having really felt that way at times in my life with certain people or certain circumstances. How could you sit there and watch me suffer? Why aren't you helping me? Don't make a sound. Beatles, right? It's in there. Don't don't throw it all away. This stuff, this, all these parts, this whole song is so old. I've had it forever in my head. Don't throw it all away. Yeah, like that dry away at the end of the song. It's kind of stuff I work really hard on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Children of the Sun, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wrote this guitar line probably in 2006, 2007, maybe. Or actually, no, maybe even 2004, I think. It's pretty old. Maybe even older than that. But I knew as soon as I recorded it, like as soon as I got it down, worked it out, I, I knew it was good. I thought it was. I knew it would be a good song. The words came... Kind of like singing about that idea of being like... on a mission. You know? Kind of like... Um, A little bit of uh, Christian bravado in the lyrics, children of the sun, S-O-N. I'll let you figure it out. Um, You and I are one, we're children of the sun. The Christian philosophy calls us to believe that, that we're all equal. Under God all men are equal, you know, we're all children of the sun. If I'm walking on the beach, or drifting on the sea, the whole beach-ocean thing it's like a permanent part of my vernacular. over me, Or are you watching over me? I was never quite sure. Are you watching over me or are you washing over me? I think I'll go with washing over me. I was so happy with this song, the recording, everything. And I think I, when I did the PC-1 version of it, I really liked that. The acoustic guitar version of the song. There's the part. This is like Pipe Choir does The Who. This is like, to me, The Who. Pinball Wizard. this part to, to do this part, like I had to move the whole session up and make it longer so I could put this part in, right back into the song. And I forget the name of the what they call that, but when the guitars go... Dee-de-doo! called. I do it in this song. A good drum. I was happy with that. really proud of that. Proud of the drums. I'm actually proud of the drums on this entire album. Really starting to really get it together. New microphones. New techniques. New drum heads. Like in the state of that right now, as I'm recording this description, I'm going through another growth spurt, new equipment, new technology, new ideas, new possibilities. Listen to this. Yeah, the U.S. Army wound up using this music for their training videos <laughs> isn't that crazy you yeah. know who would have ever thought that would be possible hmm. yeah this, this music has been used a lot to listen to it now. It fades out on this, I think. It's been so long since I've just sat down and just listened. Okay, Mike, you can end the song now. <laughs> How many times is it going to repeat? It can fade out. Anytime now. Huh. It's awesome. I love that song. I think it's good. I really do. It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's big, you know, epic. You know. I knew it would be when I, right when I first started to put that guitar line together. I knew it, it was going to sound good. Oh, fortress. I love this song. I do. I really do. It's almost like kind of in my mind it's like the companion to On Axis, like as far as the sound and the sentiment. Good lyrics too in this one. I originally called this song Dhamanot. D-O-M-O-N-O-T. Damonot. That was like the working title. I love the, like the way this song is structured. Like the drums like the pounding, like a marching, like a martial kind of drum beat, like you're a soldier on the field, you're marching to the music. That's kind of what I picture in my mind, like uh, almost like onward Christian soldier, you know? And I'm singing to, you know, You are my rock, you are my fortress, a holy ark on waves of rust. We sail on, past forever, with tempered hearts, we sail on. The scepter and the psalm, the ashes and the clay, the armor and the alb, will lead me in this way. It's all Christian. Imagery, you know? Biblical imagery. So, like, martial, so stoic, you know? So carrying the flag. That's what I picture. Marching. There's harmony on the guitar lead. two guitar lines, man. The zero and the one, with the computer. The gilded and the gray. The rich and the poor, gilded and gray. The ocean and the sun. The, no, literally the ocean and the, the sun, S-O-N will lead me in this way. Ooh, I've always liked that keyboard line. You know, good lyrics, good drums, good music, driving, forceful. I like it. I've always liked that song a lot. It's one of my favorites of mine. Let's see what's next. What comes after Fortress? Is it uh, A Dark Blue Arc? Yep, Yeah. The Redo. So, this is an idea, or an example, I should say, of uh, me taking an idea that I had previously released on a CD and taking another swing at it and releasing it on another album. And I will continue taking that liberty, you know, for the duration of my career as a musician. And taking ideas that I think could use a facelift or I think I could do better. And um, I've had people tell me both about this song, that they like the original version better. Some people say they like this one better. Um, I like things about both. And I don't like things about both. So, like I said, probably in the future, there may even be like a third try at a dark blue arc. This sounds pretty good, though. Coming after me. Yeah. Something dark, you know. It's letting me in. It's inviting me in. It wants me, you know. It's drawing me in. Yeah. True. That's what was happening. At one point in my life. decide. Oh, it's so true. So true. The things I'll have to do (laughs) and I have no choice. Oh, the things I'll see and not believe. Let me tell you, that's truth. Okay? That's truth. I know that you won't come along probably an allusion to Steppenwolf, you know, (laughs) magic carpet ride, but also to a little bit of the Big Lebowski, you know, when he's on the carpet, you know, that's in there. But also too, I think like, um, like what I'm saying is there's, you know, some people in my life that wanted me to go in one direction, like the direction they were going in, they wanted me to follow them and go with them and I didn't want to or it could be seen as I was going in a direction and I wanted them to go with me and they didn't want to go. Either way, I wasn't going to go and they weren't either. Separation. The they always this love. Oh, oh. I love that guitar line. De-de-de-de-de. I really kind of like that. It's one of the strongest things about this version of this song, to me. The first thing I think of when I hear this song, this version, I think I can make these drums sound better right now. I know exactly what to do and I can make them sound so much tougher, so much better, so much more hard-hitting. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Good tempo rhythm. Hmm. You know, I use a lot of echo and a lot of delay on my voice, you know, and uh, it gives it the echoing sound. And I've had people, you know, criticize that. Like I use it too much. Oh. Oh, here comes the solo I like. It. Oh, I love this weird ass keyboard sound. what I was saying about the echo on my voice. Um, for those of you that care and wonder about that, you know, it's my belief. There's like a, you know, artists from the past that have, you know, let's say abused the digital delay echo effect on their voice. It's almost kind of like a uh, a style, and it's over the top, you know, on purpose. It's, uh, I think, in my musical mind, I think it's like evocative of distance and being in this like space where it's huge and things are echoing off. And I come from a school of thought of, you know, other musicians that feel that same way, like you can never get enough of it. It's uh, an allusion to space and atmosphere, and um, I come, you know, I'm like in that line, that lineage of songwriters and performers that are in that vein. U2 would be a band, I think, that kind of was like starting it, and then a group like The Verve, and a group like The Young Gods, they took it way over the top, and I love that about The Verve, and I love that about... Uh, Even Oasis did it sometimes, and um, the Young Gods, and Enigma, you know, this this sound of echoey voice. And I just want to be part of that. I love it. I always have. Um, You know, even uh, that song Dreamin' by Blondie, you know, listen to their voice. It's echoing off like that. I love that sound, and I. You know, like I said, I've been accused of abusing it or doing too much of it, but I don't care because it's my duty. (laughs) I uh, come from a line of musicians, Jane's Addiction even, you know, this over-the-top delay. Uh, Yeah. Oh, right here, right now. I transport back in time as soon as the song starts this is written right when I got my Korg D1600 um, it had a built-in drum machine so the original kind of like drums for the song were done but the onboard drum machine and the Korg D1600, I'm looking at it right now it's sitting right here in my studio oh, I've made so much music on that thing I still use it sometimes. Live drums, kind of like a, a beat that's like reminiscent of like a lot of the Manchester bands that I grew up listening to, like Charlatans, UK, and the Stone Roses.
1: You know
0: those drumbeats with the tambourine doing the 16th notes. All these lyrics. I could tell you. I, when I was writing this song, I was using a dictionary. I would go through the dictionary, the one I use for my podcast, the new Oxford American Dictionary. Um, as i was writing the words i was like scanning the dictionary for words that would fit and like literally using the dictionary right next to my notepad that i was writing the lyrics like so the lyrics are these crazy things you know but they all have meaning i just was finding like synonyms and antonyms and different kinds of adjectives to use to describe things out of this dictionary that's right in front of me, you know? And, oh, it's like code, you know? It comes out that way. Um, And I could probably do a whole podcast about this song and what these lyrics are saying. But, you know, grab a dictionary be able to find your way through it I was pretty proud of that though as weird as that was and as weird as that is that idea you know was a good idea to me it was cool the lyrics are weird and they mean something it's really it's not just goofy talk you know it's not just you know, ambivalent rambling it's, it has meaning real serious meaning actually idea of, like, come and close the door, I will tell you more, like, you know, the secrets that I've seen, the things I've seen, come closer, I'll tell you the story, come, come in, close the door, this needs to, you know, shh, keep it down, I'll tell you what's going on, it's really a blues song. that really demonstrated in the PC1 version. While the shepherds' eyes were keeping. keeping. A thousand snakes were tracing. A thousand snakes were tracing where a thousand thousand wolves were were pacing.
1: pacing.
0: They settled in the varve where the vibrio vibrio and hom haunt the Sele swan. Look those words up. Then you'll know what I'm right talking about. Right here, right now. Right, right. Here, right now. Now. Right here, right now. Originally I had my wife singing this with right me. Right here, right now. And I struck her vocal from the recording. It didn't work as good as I thought it would. Right. The radio here, voice. Right I will now. tell you more. Right in your ear. Right here You know, like the song Dream On, like singing this right here, right now, this part, it felt good to sing it. Like as good as Dream On. Maybe it's like in my range. I'm not a natural singer, so I have to work hard to make things sound good. And I think I've gotten better, but it's still something I work on. It doesn't come to me as naturally as it comes to some other singers. I wish it did. Right, now, right here, right now. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. And the call and response thing. Right right oh, I like this ending too. It's kind of like a separate now. part right here. Different chords. wow just kind of like collapses. You know? Love that song. I always have. It was good right from the day I wrote it. You know? The days I wrote it, I should say. So what's next? Let's see. That was uh, right here, right now. This should be Monashine. Yep. Very proud of this song. Now, this song was brand new, too. Like, Through the Storm. You know, this song was written... Like I said, I was working on this when my sister died. This was, you know, on my CD player as I was working it out, writing it. I originally wrote this song as a PC3 song, and I released it. And then I decided to condense it into a pipe choir song. And, uh, oh man am I glad I did this song is really kind of written about awesome yeah it was really written about my friend Brenda because we had reconnected after not talking for a very long period of time and uh, we started to kind of like have a little bit of a falling out after we reconnected, and it was right when I was doing this song. So I'm kind of singing this to her, singing about her. We We were there at the same time, we were there in a straight line, we were both alive and seeing the same things, that's kind of what I'm saying. Really a song that's unlike any other pipe choir song. Really different triplets on the bass drum. The mm.
1: the was Over there from a stoic drumming, falling. I like that. Of <sighs>
0: <to> <sighs> kind of like Ministry. Uh, thieves. <laughs> the same kind of drums. world was golden green. And we were there when the world was pure. Monachine, which is a word I made up. It's like a, one of those Mike Bostwick isms. Monachine, a cross between Mona Lisa and machine, kind of singing to mankind, the modern man. Monachine, these beautiful machines, um, maybe alluding a little bit to. You know, the singularity robot thing, you know, technology, mating human flesh, that idea, how that might be a mistake. Kind of like functioning on many levels, I guess I'm singing it. A lot of different stuff going on, meaning-wise. this part. Top of my lungs, man. Also Slave. All so afraid. All... No shame. Monashame. Kind of like the human condition summed up in, like, four lines, you know? yeah, I remember being in an airplane flying into Cleveland, listening to this from my sister's funeral, April 2016. One of my wife's favorites and definitely one of mine too. Out of all the songs on this record, I listen to this song the most. Oh, that's fantastic. That was awesome. I, I, I like that. Okay, Shame, man. Yeah. I don't listen to this song a lot. This song, to me, when I hear it, it reminds me of how burned out I was getting. It's a good example of how I think a song kind of like suffered because I was in a hurry. There's a lot of things I hear, a lot of mistakes I hear, a lot of things that I think I could do better, or I could have done better even at that time. And I kind of just had to like suck it up and just live with it. It's a good song, you know, shame, S-H-H-H-A-M-E. I thought that was clever, like, shh, quiet, shame. Let's not talk about it, you know? But I am kind of like, in this song, I think I'm kind of pointing my finger at somebody, speaking to them. Maybe Brenda. Probably not. This idea that like I guess the meaning, of, like the horrible circumstance that we're in, you know, me and this person, you know, is like it's it's unfortunate, you know. That idea of being kind of like betrayed—you're being lied to by somebody that you're close to and somebody that you care about—and you know that they're lying, like you know they are. And you know that kind of like that idea of like thinking somebody is your friend and finding out that they're not. I won't. I won't say anything. This, this song is the only thing I'll say situation such a pitiful soul to shame a little bit of self-pity a superliminal soul to shame I made that word up and I found out later it's actually a word superliminal dipped in mirrors that's the a a reoccurring kind Of thing, and I think what it means when I say something is dipped in mirrors, it means that it's like repeated by other people, and like it's uh, something that a lot of people are doing, or something like that. You know, it's their reflections of this other original source of something, they're, they're repeating it, dipped in mirrors. I think there was a lot of the vibe of like. The post-9/11 America, you know, in that phrase "dipped in mirrors" like that, and secret protocols and all that. I was kind of talking about this this spirit that had kind of descended on America post-9/11. People were selling each other out and betraying their friends and turning them into, you know, homeland security or something because they had an opinion about something. Found that really outrageous enough to sing about. You know, uh, good guitar work here. I like this. The call and response, back and forth. <laughs> Left to right. drums. I hear Peter Murphy in these drums. Wah pedal on the guitar, experimenting a lot with my guitar sounds again, trying to be creative and come up with new things that I hadn't done before. Again, very simple note patterns and stuff fade out again. It's cool. Still fading. Cool. This song could probably be so much better than it is right here we're listening to. But it's not bad. No, this is not bad. All things considered and the pressure I was under that I put myself under to complete this album on the timeline that I had. Yeah, it's good tight ending. I like that. It's cool. It's alright. It's alright. I'm not completely dissatisfied with it. And the next song is Say It Anyway. (laughs) Say It Anyway. This is an old idea. Had it kicking around for a long time. And it didn't come out, honestly. I can honestly say it. This, This version, this song listening to right now, it did not come out as good as I wanted it to, or maybe as good as it could have I think I was really feeling pressure and and trying to hurry with this and that's why the Eskons project was like a mistake because songs like this kind of like suffered
1: I'm
0: thinking like when I hear this I'm thinking like Uh, there's a group called Tiamat I'm a big fan of I hear them in this I hear Peter Murphy in this, Bauhaus is in this idea again really basic you know martial kind of stoic drums crack and thud drums you know simple like you can close your eyes and play them lose yourself in the song while you're playing it. That's what it's about. I, I think the song could be so much better. Good ideas. Not executed as well as they could be. Eh. eh. It is what it is. Good guitar. I like that. Just the vocals. I don't know. Lyrics. It's okay. It's okay. Like I said, you know it is what it is and I kind of knew that going into the SCONS project, like I was gonna to have to live with stuff like this. Like that's this is what came out, this is what it is, you know, for better or for worse. down to, this middle eight section is like, to me, you know, it makes me think of TMI, makes me think of Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy uh, was a very big influence on me, I think more so than I realized. I really like a lot of his music, you know, a lot of his ideas reappear in some of my stuff. It's not horrible. You know, it's, it's, I've heard worse. I'm not even sure if I could or if I would ever want to do this song again. I might just leave it where it is. It doesn't mean that much to me. i'm not saying too much during this i'm not supposed to tell you i don't like my own songs but you know it's like okay it's not that i don't like this song it's just i don't like this version of it it's hard for me to live with it has its good points you can hear that that bass guitar Say it anyway. It's alright. So let's see, what's next? Would be Gemini, I think. Yeah. Gemini, the the impetus of Gemini is actually it's very old. It goes back very, very far. I had a song I wrote called Gemini and uh, my friend Eric and I had released a video for Gemini and uh, eh, the song was wonky you know it was when I was first starting out this version of Gemini actually comes from originally uh, this song and Monachine actually both started out as PC-3 songs, like the music started out as PC-3 songs, and I turned them into Pipe Choir songs, so, Mono and this one, and I had a song called A Warm Signal that I had done for PC-3, and I released it, and it was really popular, and people love that song, they still do, okay, it gets used all the time for different stuff and I wanted to take that song and use it on the PC3 version of ESCONS, and that, that, that version I had, but I also that meant that I was going to take a PC3 song and make it into a Pipewire song, and that's what you have here. I remember when I was doing this, I was really shooting for something that was similar to a group called the Joy Formidable, I had a song called The Leopard in the Lung. I love that song. I actually did a drum video, practice video, of me drumming to that. And um, I was kind of copying that for this, that idea of dropping down in dynamics and then exploding into like a, a driving, epic, you know, chorus the quiet, and then it builds up, and then it explodes, you know? That, da, 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 boom. Big, you know, driving drums and music. Like, emotional, but, like, big. Yeah, bowing once again to find me. Be My Hero 890. Still not sure what exactly that means. I've tried to figure it out. Just came out. Be my hero 890, bowing once again to find me. I think it has something to do with the year I graduated from high school. Maybe? Or something? 8990,
1: like
0: that year. 890. Transistor. Radio transistor satellite link on split screen. A little tip of the hat to you, too. A little bit of... A little bit of... Um, uh, angels and Airwaves I hear in this. I'm a pretty big fan of them. I think a lot of that music they made is fantastic. Uh, Tom DeLong from Blink-182's uh, other project. I'm not a huge fan of Blink-182, I think I like Angels and Airwaves more, and uh, I've listened to their first Angels and Airwaves album a lot, especially when I work out. I like to listen to it when I'm lifting weights. I hear it in this song, I hear it. Especially with the backing vocals. Definitely, joy formidable. But it's also my own. You know, the notes and the composition is mine. Those backing vocals. Can you hear? Can you hear the angels and airwaves in there? talking
1: about.
0: Pretty good. There's a guy who made a video. He took this song because it's Creative Commons music, and he made a video for this, and it was really good. I mean, that was really like surprised and shocked that he chose this song and that the video he made came out as good as it did I still watch it songs that to me it sounds better now than it did when I made it. It's a pretty good idea. It's a pretty good song. I remember working on those back and focus. it was very tedious. Like, like deciding what to say and when to say it It was was a little daunting. Believe it or not, something that simple could be that complicated. At least for me, it was. At least to just listen to. example of a PC-3 song being turned into a Pipewire song. It was like a a song that was being developed for a very long time, I just didn't realize it. Good guitar tones. I'm, I'm happy with this. I am, considering how late it was in the ESCONS project. Pretty good. Voice again that we know doing the Escons thing like at the beginning of the album. Very cool, I like it. I'm I'm satisfied with that. I don't think I would change it, you know. I I don't think I could do it better, and I don't think it needs to be done any better. Hmm. So what's next? I think Stand Up is next. I don't have a CD in front of me, so I can't look at the track list. I'm only going by memory. Yeah, Stand Up. I remember I wrote this song right around the time Occupy Wall Street was happening. Like, um, I was inspired by the spirit of Occupy Wall Street, like that idea and that people were rising up and they wanted change. And I thought that was really cool. And I had like a sense of like optimism. And um, I sing about that. And I also sing about like the disappointment. There's all kinds of stuff that I, I touch on. But I really was kind of wanting to write a song for the protester, like somebody who's a protester. You know, stand up, like just say what you want to say. Say it. Say it anyway.
1: Yeah, I did a
0: version of this song. It was finished, it was done, and I lost the whole session on my Korg D1600. It crashed and I lost it. So I had to start all over again. And I, just, well, obviously, I started it many years later, but. There was a version that still lives on compact disc somewhere of the original version of this song. It sounds like this, but I didn't deviate from
1: it.
0: I like how I say, my wife likes it too, how I say, I know you know, right here. You know, okay, that's where I start, and as the song progresses, you know I know you know. Like I, I, I started to add to it each time I said it. My wife and I actually say that to each other now because of this song. You know, she'll say, "You know I know you know." I know exactly what she's talking about. Recently, had somebody from the Ukraine, believe it or not, this is true. Just about a week ago, right now it's the first of April that I'm recording this right now. Um, About a week ago, somebody from the Ukraine was cranking this song (laughs) out on the streets, where they're fighting. You know, they're standing up. You know, whatever's going on over there, who knows? But this song is being. played. There. Right now. It's crazy. Who would have ever thought that would be possible? I didn't. It's a dream come true. Nice notes. Nice chord changes and notes. I'm pleased. Good solo. You 2 and those guitars. The edge, you know, sliding up and down the fretboard. Yeah, here's where I talk a little bit about this. There's a hand across the void for every girl and every boy. Stand up. Shout it out from the waves of rain. America and they're spinning in their graves I was thinking of the framers of the Constitution how they're probably spinning in their graves and some of the shenanigans that have gone on and on and on it goes it's a rock that everybody throws it, you know it was really kind of like speaking to the people who are downtrodden, you know? The protester. That's, that's, that is who I'm singing to. It's a silence that everybody knows. It's people who are afraid to say something. And they're afraid to say what their grievance is. Sing your song. Sing the only song you know. The truth. I'm sing the truth. Say what you want to say. Stand up and say what you want to say.
1: Actually,
0: a kind of powerful message in the song now that I'm listening to it. And no matter what they say about you, no matter what they say, just stand up. What you've lost you now have found. Pull yourself yourself up off the ground. ground. Stand up. Stand up. Stand 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 out. Stand up. Stand out. Stand up, speak your mind, air your grievances, don't be afraid, say what you want to say. Don't be afraid, stand up, you know. Not an entirely bad message, you know, in that song. I think it was cool. I sat down and said, I want to say this in a song, and I did. Oh, this one. Almost time. I remember I wrote this song in the basement studio I had at this house. And um, it was right after I got my bass guitar. I remember that. And I had gotten a new keyboard. I remember that. And, you know, for me, getting new gear is like, it opens up so many things for me. Having new stuff to play with, and I wrote this song. And I remember it was like a folk song. It could have almost been on the PC One Wilderness album, but it it didn't make it onto that album. But I wanted to end this album with that song, almost time, and. Uh, singing about kind of like again like that christian vision of the future like the hope of the future you know counting seconds like we see that we're near the end you know christians are always talking about that but like the way i see it is we are always near the end like in our lives like if i live to be uh, 90 let's say if i'm lucky if i live to be 90 i'm already 50 51 almost so yeah, i don't have much time left yeah, it's almost time you know but that's the sentiment truth the truth will set you free and the truth is on our side and the truth is on our side can you leave the world behind it's almost time can't take it with you. You know all the stuff you have in your life, in the, in the world. When you die, you can't take it with you. And it's almost time. Be ready. Try to be ready. It's a silent revelry and a call to unity. That's really the Christian message. It's true. And it's coming. Can't you see? It's almost, time. it's
1: almost time.
0: I remember when I recorded this version that you're hearing, when I was working on it. Actually no, it was the version originally like a, an earlier version of it I did um, when it's I was first writing it. This is a re-recording of it, the original. I was so moved by the music, like I thought the music was beautiful and there's this solo part coming up and the note pattern to me, okay, was so beautiful as I was playing it for the first time and writing it that I wept, I was literally crying while I played these notes, they were so beautiful to me. In my eyes, when I wrote that that little line, we just heard, I was so moved and so it's one, it was one of those moments. I haven't had many of them, but where I know that the music is coming from somewhere else. It's not coming from me. It's coming from somewhere else, and I was literally so moved by that, and it was so beautiful that I was. Literally weeping as I was playing. It's true. It hasn't happened. Uh, maybe, maybe it hasn't happened before, uh, except for with this song. And you know, I'm singing that Christian promise. You know that we we believe that. You know every tear will be wiped away. We die and we go to heaven. If we're lucky enough to go. All this stuff that is here that is dark and it hurts and it's sad and all the things, you leave them behind and they're washed away. And I know that sounds like, you know, wishful thinking, but for people who are really lost, that promise, like that hope, is everything. You know, people whose lives suck, you know? looking for peace. You know, we're promised that in my faith, in my religion. It's beautiful. Hand claps. Like a gospel choir. You know, that's what I was going for. hear it? It almost could be a gospel song. You know? It's almost... There it is. And, oh man, you know, when this ended, when the song like fades out and, you know, Eskons <laughs> was done. I did a solid year. I did what I said I would do, you know, I was just so burned out, but so relieved, you know, that I was finally at the end of the experiment, you know. And it was very hard, it was very arduous, and I will never do it again. But I am so glad I did do it, and it's behind me now. And we, I could sit down right now and just talk like I am, and we can listen to these songs together and all that stuff. But, oh, the man hours that went into what you just heard, you have no idea. And the pressure, I mean, it's, it makes me laugh to even talk about it or think about it now because it was like, oh, I can't believe I did it. (laughs) I can't believe it. It It's crazy. I was crazy to do that, you know, but I did it. And in one year I released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think eight albums in one year. Can you imagine? I did that. So glad I did. And I managed to break the Guinness World Record that same year. Again. So, amen, hallelujah. Um, A lot of work, a lot of fun. You know, I can sit here and complain about it and bitch about it and go, oh, it was so hard, you know. But really, I loved every minute of it, really. I love making music. I love recording in my studio. And I love coming up with songs and I love talking about them like I am right now too it's all great, it's all fun and so there you go, Pipe Choir Eskons the experiment of 2017 an entire year's worth of new music every month four weeks every month there was something new and uh, uh, there it is, all for you to sit back and listen to and hopefully enjoy so my happy innovators i'm going to drop it here and uh, remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy Okay, happy innovators. I got some music to share with you here at the end of the podcast today. Um, It's actually a version of the song Fortress that was featured on the Ascon's album. But this version is very, very early. And uh, it was probably one of the first incarnations of this song. And, you know, it doesn't sound bad. It was okay. I... Uh, I wasn't displeased with it too much. I think the mix could be better or whatever. I have issues with it in that department. But, um, you know, I had kind of stumbled across this idea for Fortress that was a little more kind of like martial and a little more tough sounding to me. And uh, I liked it a little bit more. And that's the version that I wound up Uh, Using on the album, and this version wound up going into the archives. Um, I have a lot of songs like this where I I do more than one version of the song and, you know, I'll pick the one that I like the most or whatever. And uh, this song is an example of that. So what you're going to hear right now is a very early recording of the song Fortress. It's in a different time signature. It's a little bit faster, um, a little more, I guess, like hard-hitting or something, but it just didn't really have that kind of flow to me that the version on the album wound up having, you know? And um, at the time I released this online, this version you're about to hear, because I did release this online, but it was under a different name. And the song was called... Agape I had two songs actually called Agape, if you can google the word Agape, A-G-A-P-E you'll see what the title means, but I had Agape giving okay and then Agape receiving and I know it was like an idea that I had these two songs, I forget exactly what happened to the F- Agape giving or whatever. I forget which one this song was paired with. It's it's convoluted and hard to explain, but um, this song was released under a different title, Agape Receiving or something like that, I think it was called. So I'm going to share with you the early version. So here we go. Without further ado, Pipe Choir Fortress under the name Agape Receiving. Circo, man, I don't even know. Probably, I want to say 2008, I think. I did this recording. So here we go. Check it out. Hopefully you'll like it. Stay tuned for more album descriptions too, my friends. Peace out. Have fun. Take care. Hello there, everybody. I hope you're having a great holiday season. And on behalf of my wife and myself, we would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a very happy and safe New Year. Now, I want to talk to you today a little bit about this new idea that I have for the year of 2017. As you may or may not know, for the past year, maybe a little bit more than that, I've been working on a new pipe choir full-length release and I still have a little bit of work to do on it but it's pretty close to being wrapped up and what I decided to do about four months ago as kind of an experiment and kind of a challenge to myself was to do this idea that I'm going to explain to you right now now I basically have four different monikers or platforms that I've been releasing music on. I have Pipe Choir, PC1, PC3, and I just recently added the Interesting Actual, which is like spoken poetry that I do, okay? Now, what I decided to do instead of just releasing a new Pipe Choir CD was to take each one of those Pipe Choir songs, those new songs that I've been working on, and make a version of each one of those songs that would satisfy all four of my different platforms. I have 12 songs, so for each month I'll feature a new song. And the first week of January, for instance, you'll get the interesting actual version of the song. The second week of the month, you'll get the PC One version of the song, which is going to be like an acoustic based stripped down version of the song. The third week will be the pipe choir version which is full tilt boogie. It's got drums, guitars, singing, the whole works but it's still a standard length song. And then the final week of the month you'll get the PC3 version of the song which will be the Honest Wave version. The 15 minutes or longer version of the song, usually instrumental so that people can use them in their videos and such like, right? So you got that? Each month of the year of 2017 will be a new song featured, and each week of that month I will deliver to you the interesting actual version in the first week, the PC1 the second week, the pipe choir version in the third week, the PC3 version the fourth week. I hope I haven't confused you all. I'm really trying to explain it as clearly as I can. But if you are confused, all you have to do is tune in on Tuesday, January 3rd. I will release the first Interesting Actual. That's when I'm going to kick off this experiment to make music that will satisfy all four of my platforms. And the goal is that by the end of the year 2017, I'll have a full-length album for each one of my platforms that I release music on. So I hope that you will tune into that. I hope that you'll enjoy it. And uh, if I have any updates about it, I'll let you know. Thank you, everybody, for such a great year. So for now, this is Mike Bostwick signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy.